Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. today and it's an encouraging word if it's not from God it's not for you if it is from God it will always be for you even when it looks like a test even when it feels like a mess even when it looks like a storm you know Jesus was an incredible storyteller and people loved him for it because he spoke in such a way that even the children could listen and learn and understand. The masses loved him, and one day he was teaching by the sea in Mark chapter 4. There were so many people gathered that he actually got into a boat to speak to the people that were gathered in a mass along the shoreline to listen to him speak. And after a great day of teaching, the evening came and he told his disciples that he wanted to cross over to the other side of the body of water. There were other ships with the one that he was on with him. And I can only imagine Jesus probably being tired after a full day of teaching. And so he went down to the stern of the boat and he slept. A little nap will do wonders. Believe you me. If you haven't tried napping, I highly recommend it. But anyway, well, as he slept, a storm arose and the wind started tossing the sea to and fro so much that water started to rise and fill the boat. Well, I can just imagine the scene. The disciples are looking at each other going, um, this storm came out of nowhere. They probably all started scrambling, searching for the nearest buckets to scoop out the extra water that kept pouring into the ship. All the while, Jesus is peacefully asleep. Mark chapter 4, verses 38 through 41 says, But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing or dying? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, verse 41, and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Well, I can't help but wonder how many of us, just like the disciples, reach for the nearest bucket when the storm comes. It's our first instinct to pull out our galoshes, our raincoats, and our umbrellas. And instead of waking up the master, we're grabbing a bucket, and we're trying to get rid of the water coming into our boat. Instead of asking God to bring peace to our storm or speaking faith over our own storm, we're looking for an escape route. We are looking for life jackets and rafts. Well, let me tell you something today. This is the exciting news. If the storm is for you, there will be peace there. 
if the storm is for you, there will be peace there. Because where God is, there is always peace. Even when it appears that the winds are swirling and the torrential rain is pouring down and the lightning is flashing and the thunder is rolling. But if it's for me, it's from him and he will bring calm to the storms of life that we are facing. Jesus is the peacemaker. He's the maker of peace. Wherever God is, peace can be found. Jesus was peacefully asleep but very much aware of what was going on. And you have to wonder how many times, always, that God is fully with us, but we in our humanity think that he's asleep. We think he's sleeping. I can't hear him, so he must not be with me. No, he never left. Remember, the silence of God is not the absence of God. He wanted to see how the disciples would handle the storm. John chapter 16, verse 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. There's a well-known painting by Jack E. Dawson. He called the work Peace in the Midst of the Storm. And if you guys have seen it, I I would encourage you to look up this painting. But at first glance, you're thinking, huh, what's this thing called? Peace in the midst of the storm? You're taken at first glimpse of this painting by the massive storm that is depicted. Lightning flashes across the dark, cloud-covered sky. There's a massive rock formation and troubled water surround it. An aggravated waterfall shoots over the side of the cliff. It's without doubt unquestionably a storm. It takes a moment of studying the painting to see what the artist intended for you to see. In the cleft of the rock, far down the side of the cliff, there's a little cutout, and in that small hiding place are a mother bird sitting on her nest. The bird and her babies are safe in the midst of the great storm. Humans tend to focus on the storm. I'll be very honest, when I saw the painting, I'm like, I'm looking for a piece. It's like, where's Waldo? Where's the piece in this storm? I don't get it. I'm, I can't. I actually had to read an article so they could point me to the right direction. We are so easily distracted by the storm. We're so quick to focus on the storm. And we see the storm instead of the, instead of the bird that's nestled safely away from the elements. We focus on what's happening outside instead of recognizing that we are safe, we are dry, and we are untouched by the storm. And most importantly, we have the peace of God. You know, God never promised that we wouldn't endure hardship. But he did promise that he would never leave us or forsake us. So when you walk through the fire, my friends, he is there. When you endure the storms of life, he is there. When you are sitting by yourself in tears and you feel alone, he's actually right there with you, beside you. When you're experiencing joy on the mountaintop, he's there too. He's with you every step of the way, from the day of your birth until the day of your death and even into everlasting, he is with you. He goes before you. He will never leave you or forsake you. We are never alone. God is always with us. Take courage in that and stand on his word. 
You know, I remember the story of Job. What a precious man of God Job was, and God was pleased with him. Oh, what a, just an honor and a privilege if God can just be pleased with me, right? Well, God was pleased with Job. And just like parents that have favorites, don't tell me you don't. I know that you do, but whatever, we'll pretend it's all fair. No, it's not, but that's fine. So I believe that Job was one of God's very favorites. Why? Because Job loved the Lord, and he did what was right in the eyes of God. And because of his faithfulness, he was blessed mightily. Well, one day Satan came before the Lord in Job chapter 1, verse 7, and it says, And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. And like a proud parent, the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God or respects God and shuns evil? So Satan answered the Lord and said, Well, does I, I added the well. That's not in your Bible. Sorry, I'm paraphrasing. Does Job fear God? Does Job respect God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed his work, the work of his hands and his possessions, and increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And verse 12 says, And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Okay, so let me just translate what we just read here. Satan had to get permission from God to bring a storm to Job's life. Satan had to get permission from God to bring a storm to Job's life. And God drew a line in the sand. God drew a line in the sand and said, you can touch everything around him, but you can't touch Job. Well, what did that look like? Job lost everything. Everything he had ever built, everything he had ever worked for, his family, and all that remained was his wife. But Job never cursed God through all of it. Through all of the loss, still he glorified God. Well, as you can imagine, that bothered Satan because he was sure that Job's maybe faith or confidence was in his possessions, in his stuff, in his big family, and it wasn't. So then in chapter 2 of Job, Satan basically said, well, you wouldn't let me touch Job's body, so that's why he hasn't cursed you. Again, God gave Satan permission to now touch Job's body. And Job chapter 2, verse 7 says, So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord after they've had another conversation. He struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took for himself a potsherd with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. And this is talking about Job. He was in so much pain. He was just looking for a way to relieve the pain. His wife came to him and said, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women, spe women speaks. 
Shall we indeed accept good from God, and shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job never sinned with his lips. What a man, huh? No wonder he was God's favorite. Because even when Satan had to come get permission to touch his body, and again, God draws the line in the sand and says, you can touch his body, but you can't take his life. Job overcame. Why did I share this story? Because know this, brother and sister, son and daughter of God, you have a hedge of protection about your life and your home. And I believe wholeheartedly that if and when a storm comes your way, the devil, if he's behind it, sometimes life just happens that people give the devil too much credit for everything. I've said that before. If you don't get a parking spot at Walmart, it ain't the devil. Don't give him credit, okay? Blessings. But if it's a real storm, if it's a real test, know this. God is in the center of it, and he's aware of what's come your way. He's aware of what you are about to endure, and he is with you every step of the way. And God will never leave you less. He will always leave you with more. So you will overcome the storm. You will have a testimony on the other side of it, and he will always increase you. So it's a complete healing. It's a complete restoration. And when Job came out of that test, when Job came out of that trial, he had 100x times what he had before. God gave him everything back and then some. So the outcome of a storm, my friends, is a rainbow. The outcome of a test is a testimony. You will overcome. You will survive the storm. You will be victorious. Remember this today. If it's from God, it's for you. God bless you guys. I love you. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.